Welcome once again to Robert Nauer Unfiltered. And today's topic in uh, Season 3, Episode 26, final episode about the villages where I live today with my wife. And as you know from listening to previous podcasts about the villages, we're on our fourth home, and we've lived here on and off for over 16 years, going on 17. So we're not new to the villages, we're not newbies, and we've seen everything from its initial basic growth all to its well over 200,000 inhabitants and owners now that spans into three counties. But with that, I'm going to say one of the things that keeps popping up in discussions that we have with neighbors, with people we meet, they don't like the fact that the CDDs, the Community Development Districts, have their own set of rules just like HOAs. But the CDDs are not HOAs. And as rule, as a rule, they don't follow the same kind of process that an HOA would with complaints and non-compliance. The villages have uh, a compliance department and a, t- a telephone number that people can call in anonymously to report violations of the rules and regulations for the applicable CDD that you may live in. And I recognize that every CDD is slightly different. Some of the earlier CDDs do not have rules and regulations that are as stringent as the current ones where we live. And um, some of the things have changed. For example, one of the most standout things is that flagpoles that you can now have in your yard in the in the more newer CDD areas, you can have any flag you want on a flagpole. It used to be you could just have the American flag and you could have any other flag underneath it, usually the MIA flag. But now you can have a uh, Trump flag underneath, directly underneath the American flag, which is not proper. You can have a Go fuck Joe Biden flag underneath the U.S. flag. That's not proper either. Uh, really, you know, I, I, I have an issue with that, but it is the rule. And so it's the rules that we all have to abide by. So if you don't like Trump, for example, like I don't really care for him, uh, and your neighbor puts up a I love Trump flag next door to you, directly under the U.S. flag, stars and stripes, literally there's nothing you can do about it because the rules allow for that. Little things like that. You can't have gnomes in your yard. You can't have certain um, animated pots in your yard. You can't have certain lawn ornaments in your yard. And yet, nobody's going to do anything about it if you do unless and until somebody calls in anonymously to the compliance department and once they do they log in your complaint anonymously they go out and investigate the complaint to see if you are in a compliance with the rules and regulations for your cdd or not and if you are not they will write up a citation And they will give you a certain number of days, 30 days, to get into compliance, either removing the unauthorized object or whatever. 
And then if you don't comply, they'll come back and check. And if you're not in compliance, then they will uh, seek to have you before a board so that you are fined. And the fines can be quite significant in the villages. And that is the main reason that a lot of people do not like um, anonymous complaints. But those of us that follow the rules, those of us that are in compliance, we don't have a problem with the anonymous because we're in compliance. So it usually only comes down to those few people that want to be different, want to not have to follow the rules, that uh, end up getting calls from anonymous people to the compliance department to be investigated. Uh, for example, uh, if you have, you can have four animals in the villages, but they cannot be a nuisance. We have people who have bought Great Danes and are living in uh, villas, very small villa-type homes. And a Great Dane is simply not suited to a small house footprint. And they bark very loud. That would be a nuisance. And thus, if it continues and they're reported anonymously, they will have to go before a board and they will be given a choice to either dispose of the dog, get rid of the dog, turn it into a shelter, but um, th they can also move and sell their place. But they will also be fined. So that's why people generally don't like them. There are a lot of other chief complaints about living in the villages today because it has grown so large and it is at least four times larger than when my wife and I first moved here in 2007. Some of the chief complaints are that the traffic, the traffic is just horrendous today. It used to not be that way. Um, but there, there are, there are too many cars and it's bumper to bumper in many parts of the villages, especially in Fruitland Park, Lady Lake, and down by Spanish Springs. Uh, it is really difficult. The roadways between Highway 44 and 466 are generally clogged with speeders, and uh, even the police can't keep up. So there are um, too many cars, and there is a lot of traffic, and, and that tends to be one of the chief complaints that villagers have. The other complaint is there's too many damn people, too many dogs, not enough service support people to support the villagers that live here. It's not enough grocery stores. Generally, we only have Publix. We do have a couple Winn-Dixies, but they're few and far between. Publix made a deal with the um, developers of the villages a long time ago, and they basically have exclusivity and thus can set much higher prices than they generally do at their other public stores that are what we call off-property. They also complain about there's not enough shops, there's not enough roads um, to drive on because they're in terrible condition. Most of the roads that are outside of the villages are, in fact, in terrible condition. They have potholes. Uh, they're falling apart. And that's predominantly because the governor and the state legislature has not provided enough money nor tax money to uh, renovate the county and city roads in the areas. And I can tell you this, if you're thinking about moving to the villages, the roads that surround the villages, the roads that are connecting to the villages are going to get worse and worse and worse because all 
the county commissioners and city people want to do is keep kicking the can down the road and not fixing the highway and street problems. It's really a very bad issue in and around the villages. They're also saying that home prices are becoming unaffordable. Well, they have. Uh, just 10 years ago, a house, a little villa that only cost 120000 is today a 286 to 320000 And that was becoming the case even before the pandemic hit, and, hit, and now it's even worse. Uh, also, with the high number of elderly people that live here and are moving here in droves, there are not enough doctors, there are not enough medical specialists, nor enough nurses or LPNs uh, to be able to support the massive number of elderly people living in the village in central Florida, as well as Florida, um, period. And Florida and the governor and the legislature is not making things easier for nurses and doctors and low-level support people to have affordable housing here and to have affordable prices to eat and affordable gas. And so many medical personnel are moving out of the state of Florida, making the problem of medical care even worse. Now, I know recently I went to have my eyes checked and I couldn't even get in to see a doctor, an ophthalmologist. They said it would be four months before I could see the doctor I needed to see. Other people who want to go see heart specialists in the villages uh, proper basically are waiting up to three to four months before they can even get their very first appointment when they move here. And that is quite significant, and it's only going to get worse. Um, other problems are it's no longer easy to get to Orlando International Airport. The turnpike is torn up and under construction. Uh, there are usually major accidents on that road every single day, backing up traffic for anywhere from 5 to 20 miles. And people who did not plan ahead, did not decide to drive to the airport a day ahead of time and stay overnight in the hotel next door to the airport, usually are missing their flights. So the turnpike and the major highways, I-75 and 95, are becoming major clog points for people driving. For example, there's one highway in Lady Lake Fruitland Park area called Highway 441. It's one of the original highways in the state of Florida, uh, even before I-95 and I-75. And this particular stretch of highway over in Lady Lake, where the Sam's Club, the big Walmart, and most of the shopping is, has now been under construction with major renovations ongoing for over six years. And it is projected that it'll be at least two to three more years before that stretch of highway is completed. It is an absolute, what I call, a clusterfuck. Just a huge clusterfuck. So, along with home prices rising, uh, the other thing is people say is, I can no longer afford my property insurance. Well, property insurance, if you haven't bothered to stay up on what's going on in the state of Florida, haven't watched Google, YouTube videos about all of the property insurance um, issues, and there are many. It's, it's, it's actually catastrophic. 
Uh, there is no other state in the union right now that has more of a property insurance issue than the state of Florida. So I highly advise you, if you're thinking about moving to Florida and moving to the villages, that you go on YouTube and you check out all of the videos that have anything to say about property insurance issues in Florida and Google that, as well as just Google property insurance rates and rate hikes in Florida. It's getting to the point where property insurance has doubled, and it may triple. It uh, What we used to pay, say, $1,300 uh, five years ago, is now $2,700, and pretty soon it might be $3,900. And that's for a house that's dead smack in the center of Florida where there's no hurricane um, risk for us. So property insurance is a huge issue. And for people who live on fixed incomes, well, that is a real problem. Also, uh, every time that you have to sell a house in Florida, you have to pay dock stamps. And that, that costs you 1% per thousand. So it can be quite pricey. So if you're selling, for example, a $500,000 house, you are going to pay out of pocket anywhere from five to six thousand dollars in dock stamps, because dock stamps is where the state of Florida, the legislature, gets most of its money to run the state government. Dock stamps. So remember that. So as dock stamps go up, and, and the governor, De DeSantis, and the GOP legislature is already discussing raising the dock stamp rates for property taxes. Um, excuse me, dock stamps, which will affect your settlement um, tremendously. So dock stamps is a real issue that often, all too often, people just don't think about when buying and selling a home. You have to, every time you buy a home, you have to pay dock stamps. Every time you sell a home, you have to pay dock stamps. So you're shelling out five to $10,000 in dock stamps, um, which you get absolutely nothing for. Um, other questions that villagers often have are, can I turn my house into an Airbnb? Uh, or how come my next door neighbor only pays one third of the taxes that I pay for the same damn house? And there are issues with homesteading, with um, save our homes, and uh, with homestead exemptions, and you can and carrying adjustments over from a previous sale. And those are all things you'll learn about when you get here, and but you might want to learn about them before you get here. So, um, a guy that might buy a house uh, twice as large um, as me could actually end up paying less taxes because he has more portability. It's what's called portability from his previous Florida residence. It has to be a Florida residence. So you have homestead exemption, uh, portability, and um, and just there are certain exemptions that you get which can keep you from paying um, what other people pay. And that's not necessarily right. What that does is it takes tax revenue away from the state of Florida that they could be using for building better roads and sewers and stuff, and they just don't because they've given these exemptions to certain Florida residents, um, which then exempt them from having to pay as many taxes as they otherwise would have had to do. 
A lot of villagers lately with the drought have been complaining that the lake, uh, which is not a lake, it's a retention pond, but they call them lakes. The salespeople sell homes to prospective villagers and they say you're going to get a waterfront view of a pond or a lake. Well, it is not. It's called a retention pond and it's there to retain water. But if you read the fine print, the fine print on all the sales contracts says there is no guarantee that the water front view that you have will remain. And as of late, many of the ponds that we have in the villages have all gone bone dry because of lack of rain. And you might have paid fifty to $90,000 extra for that waterfront view that you no longer have, but that is simply because it is not really waterfront. It is a retention pond. Now, with all of that said, the homes that are actually in the villages that the village builders build are probably some of the best-built, highest-quality-built homes in the entire state of Florida, if not the entire United States. Now, how can I say that? Because I've owned four homes here in the villages over 17 years, and i got to tell you, my friends, I am highly impressed with the building quality and the warranty department and the customer service that is provided by the villages and the Morse family of firms. Now, um, I have no complaints, but I can tell you this. If you go out anywhere outside of the villages and you buy a Lennar home, a Pulte home, a D.R. Horton home, um, an Adams home, and others that are built outside, they will probably not be built to the quality that a village home is built. And I happen to be living today in what's called a precast concrete villa. And it will withstand 350 mile per hour winds. Folks, that's pretty substantial. So I have no worry about hurricanes or tornadoes where I live. I don't understand why they don't also do this process out in Kansas and Oklahoma. Now, there are many things to see and do for villagers, not just in the villages. In the villages, there's over a thousand plus clubs. You have Mustang clubs, Camaro clubs. Uh, stingray clubs, you've got quilting guilds, sewing clubs, card clubs, wife swapping clubs, you name it. They've got clubs for everything. They've got fishing clubs, boating clubs, um, swimming clubs. They've got all kinds of clubs. They've got so many clubs, you can never go to them all. And of course, they're not for everybody, but there is a lot of things to see and do here. There are so many golf courses inside of the villages. Um, you couldn't play them all. I guess you could if you played a different one every single day. There's well over 140 plus uh, executive courses. Uh, there's well over 30 plus championship courses. And of course, they all cost money that are the championships, but the executive courses are included in your fees. But the problem that I have is I'm a fairly good golfer. I, I've been playing golf since I was six years old. And we who are decent golfers, good golfers, do not like to be stuck behind a bunch of duffers, bad golfers. So that's why I don't typically play the executive courses, because typically what you get 
when you go to play on an executive three and four par course are what I refer to as shitty golfers. So I tend to shy away from the executive courses and only play the championship courses. But the championship courses will cost you. Uh, so there are many things besides living in the villages that you can see and do. So the people who complain that say, there's simply not enough for me to do in the villages, well, I say this to them. Get off your fucking ass and get outside of the villages and see all the other things that you can do. There's many things in the state of Florida that you can see. You can go to the ocean. You can go fishing in salt water. You can go freshwater fishing. You can go to the lakes. You can go to the state parks and hike and bicycle ride. You can go to different cities and visit them. You need to get outside of the bubble and find out what the rest of Florida is really all about. And even though there are many things you can do in the villages, such as golf, bocce ball, swimming, walking, biking, and the many clubs, like I said, we have over a thousand, German, Scottish clubs, Welsh clubs, Mustang, sewing, quilting, scuba, fishing clubs, you can also get out and volunteer with the many charities that provide services. You can go to state parks. You can go kayaking in the many lakes, rivers, and streams that are nearby the villages. You can go to Homosassa Springs or Crystal River and go kayaking and even swim with the manatees. The manatees are here all year round. Like I said, I go fishing. I go freshwater and saltwater fishing, and I have a boat that I keep in my garage. I used to have a three-and-a-half-car garage. Now I only have a two-car garage, and I keep my my car outside and my boat inside because boats are not allowed to be kept outside the garage. Um, otherwise, you'd have to put it in storage. There are is also a radio frequency plane club, a drone club for flying drones. There's archery clubs, target shooting, gun clubs. We actually have a shooter's world here that sells guns and ammo and has target ranges and archery ranges. The Villages has more golf than anywhere in the entire United States. But yes, golfing can be a problem when the snowbirds are here. And like I said, I don't like to be behind gol uh, golfers who are duffers. Uh, it's just not a fun experience. You can even get go to the Leesburg Airport and learn to fly airplanes. You can even take classes as a, as a person over 65 years of age at the local community college or colleges nearby if you're willing to drive to them to take classes on a space-available basis. You have to go through an application process, but if there is space available, you are entitled in the state of Florida to attend that class for free. You can volunteer for many charities, such as the local Humane Society and dog shelters in Marion and, and um, Sumter County. And for those of you rich people who decide to come live in the villages, you can also donate your money and your time to the less than fortunate, who there are quite a few less than fortunate that live in and around the villages. So I say, basically, you know, quit complaining. Nobody likes a complainer. Uh, so if you don't like what the Villages has to offer, and it has a lot to offer, along with bad traffic, um, get off your ass and get out and travel outside the bubble and learn about what the real Florida is all about. 
And whether you want to stay here or whether you want to leave and go back home where you came from, it's up to you. But if you sit and whine and complain all day long about the things that you can't do and what others are doing, you're never going to like it here. I obviously like it even though I'm a Democrat living among so many GOP crazy people. Uh, but the fact is simply that I like the villages. It has a lot to offer. I'm a golfer. It has a lot of golf courses. I like to do archery. It has a lot of archery ranges. I like to shoot guns. I have guns. I don't have a lot. I've got a lot of handguns. I don't have any long rifles. I like to go to the shooter's world and shoot guns. Uh, I got rid of my golf cart. Uh, there's a lot of things. I like to go boating and fishing, and I do a lot of fishing now, more than I ever used to do. I used to do a lot of golfing today. I do a lot of fishing. So the one thing that I have recognized over 17 years, though, is that a lot of people who come to Florida, a lot of people who are over 65, walk around with what I refer to as a privileged, holier-than-thou attitude. Like there's something special because they're elderly. Fuck, I'm 72 years of age, and I don't walk around with that kind of attitude. I just do what I do, and I try to stay out of other people's business. But there are a lot of people who think that you should give them deference and respect just because they're old. Bullshit on that. That ain't going to happen, and that's not true. Everybody needs to be treated with respect. The service people that treat you in medical facilities need to be treated with respect. The service people who are waiters and dishwashers and everybody else that services you at the Dunkin' Donuts needs to be treated with respect. Not just because you're old. So if you have that kind of attitude, you need to sell your house and go back where you came from. All of us who live here in the villages are in the same boat. Uh, yes, there are a lot of haters here, and uh, there's also a lot of nice people here. You have to find the people that you fit in well with. So sometimes adjusting to life in the villages, it can be a difficult thing. Not everybody makes friends as easy as they used to when they were in high school. And yet, the villages and where you live, you will find many cliques and Elderly cliques and middle-aged cliques form just as well as high school cliques. So if you don't like cliques, you don't have to associate with them. I choose not to. Uh, I like to fish. So, But a lot of people don't make the adjustment to living in the villages very well. And ultimately, that's what you have to decide. Um, but like I said... One of the other things that happens, and, it, and it's what we do, it's not for everybody. I know people who have lived in the same house for 17 years since we first moved here, and they have not moved yet. But my wife and I, we like to move about every four to five years, and that's why we have four houses. Um, it's not that we were tired of the villages. We just don't want to grow old in an old neighborhood with old people. In other words, we don't want to be 80 years old living among 80-year-old people. So as the villages gets built out, and it is really getting built out bigger and bigger and bigger today, especially where they built the new uh, high school and elementary school and middle school that's going to house 6,500 students, 
all of these new areas have younger people in it and um, and mixed people so uh, with children so we like to move to the newer areas every four or five years so that we can be among younger people ultimately by the time i die when i'm 80 or 85 i want to be living among 55 and 60 year old people not among 80 85 year old people one of the worst things that i have found in living in the villages um, is that you don't want to have to go to dinner at night and look out in the restaurant and all you see is elderly people and that is the case in the villages in a lot of areas so if you follow the rules of simply moving to newer areas it means that you'll eventually uh, own up to four to five homes in the villages before you die or go into a nursing home so if you move every four years like we do um, then you'll be living anywhere among people who are from 45 years of age to 65 years of age, while you'll be the oldest person in the neighborhood. So that is why my wife and I keep on moving to newer areas, because we don't want to be living among really elderly people. We don't want to be 80 years old among 80-year-olds. So, because why? Well, being surrounded by too many elderly all the time can become a really big downer and can make you depressed. There is nothing worse than going out to lunch or dinner and seeing nothing but a sea of elderly people eating. So think about this for a moment and let this sink in before you decide to make the villages your place to settle down. Is it really what you want? Well, you probably won't know until you come here, but I will give you one little piece of advice before I sign off. And this will be my last episode ever about the villages, unless something crazy happens that I just decide I want to comment on. And that is this. Do not jump and make the mistake of buying a house immediately because some salesperson tells you they're not going to build anymore or you'll not be able to get this model anymore. Don't do that. If Don't be that desperate. That's the worst thing you could ever do if you're going to buy a new home, is to feel that you're going to miss out. Better you go back home and think about it, and then you can purchase the home over uh, the Internet online with your sales agent. But do not buy a home simply because um, you feel you're going to miss out on something. We had a guy who came here from Montana, where we're living, uh, and he bought a house he thought he would like. He got here, and he found out in the first month that he was here that he did not like living here, and he felt alone and away from all of his friends and his family. So he decided to sell the house, had to pay more taxes, dock stamps, and ended up losing money on the house he had just bought. So if you think that you really need to think that this is going to be the right place for you. Those are some of the thoughts that you need to consider. The traffic, the roads, the lack of doctors and support personnel, the taxes, the increasing property insurance, the increasing property taxes, and so much more. So with that, 
I'm going to say Bob out. <laughs>